This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, it is the Daft of Scottish Football Podcast around. I am producer John and let us welcome the team. First, a man who had some great suggestions for NFL teams if NFL was in Scotland. They included the Coatbridge Bridge Green Bottles and the Wishaw Midwives. It's Chris Toll. Hello there. Hello there. Grado, you had a few suggestions as well, didn't you? Ah, uh, might as well just give that. Might as well the your tatties. <laughs> is good. That man is celebrated Valentine's by getting the house to himself and eating chicken wings. It's Grado. Thank you. I just wait there two seconds to shush because the room, right? Neighbor, that's did you hear the door closing? Yeah. Aye. So that was ideal Monday. Well, Sunday night, Valentine's Day. She's the night before. She told me I'm going out to Brayhead with the Wayne's, or at least. Perry's getting a babysitter. You'll not see it's a full day. That's your Valentine's Day. Wow. Do you know what? It was tremendous. Aye, to tell myself. me this one. Did you know for one second think she's a way to meet an odd guy? Well, you would think with my history. Aye, but no. Cradle <laughs> <laughs> was like too happy. You've got chicken wings that you had. The TV himself. What did, what, tell, talk us through your day. Talk us through your uh, day. Well, I got home for the radio about uh, 12 o'clock. Uh, I nipped into Iceland. In the way home, I bought mm-hmm. um, about twenty-five chicken chicken wings, but they came conjoined, so I had to choke them up. And, conjoined. Uh, well, you know what? Well, do you know what I mean? See how when you get chicken wings, I hate when it comes and you get. Oh, uh, and like a pla- like uh, a plastic wrap thing. Uh, the horn stung on it, not that the horn, the paw, and not that push. So I, I I like getting it separate, but they don't do that in Iceland. But you try and find a muscle in the middle, and you try and rip the knuckle. But I always make a hunt it, and then I end up chopping. There's blood everywhere, and it's anyway, but I was a bit embarrassed because those guys working in my back going, man, I had to chip pan out at half twelve in the day. <laughs> guys like, oh, where's he fucking doing that? I felt I love you offered them a chicken wing. I didn't, mate. I didn't. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I thought if that, if I, if I, I don't want to start that. Aye. You know what I mean? No, it's I, more, I, so I've been oh, for a couple of days, and then do you know what I mean? So they, they got a cup of tea and a cup of coffee and a couple of penguins, the Snyder one. So <laughs> uh, I sat there and I watched the Louis Faro documentary, which was tremendous. I watched uh, a Boeing documentary. And what else was that I watched? Tinder Swindler? No, I've not watched that yet. No, I've, heard I've that. not watched that yet, but you put me onto one, Gradle. The, 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 pe- the Puppet Master? Oh, what? You done it, man. <laughs> what? Did I have air after you? <laughs> Wait, where, can we see, where can we see the Puppet Master? It's Netflix. on Netflix, mate. It's mate. unbelievable. It's very, John, very hard. It's, it's one hard. of the ones, it's one of the ones, see if you did me know for a fact it was true, you'd be like, this is a lot of pish. Aye. But see, because it's true, every sentence that comes after the next, you're like, fucking hell. Right, okay. I, I cannot believe that there are people as gullible in, in this world, though. Do you see that? I know when I felt, I'm going to myself, should I be feeling bad for these people? Like, I, I struggle to have sympathy, especially for a woman. I know that's terrible, but you'd think she got told in 1994 that the IRA were after her. You'd think by maybe, like, 1997, you'd step be going, right, are you sure they're still after uh, me? Do you know, do you know, like, see when they called the ceasefire? Aye! You'd have been right off the road, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, that's again! Oh, that's it, bye. I'm safe now then, isn't I? No, no. Oh, no, Stay no. There. They said, they, they said... There'll be a ceasefire, except for that lassie. 
<laughs> well, there you go. That is Football Daft recommended TV choice of the week in TV Corner. It is the Puppet Master as recommended by Chris Toll and Grado. So get watching that and let us report back next week. Let us know what you think of that. Um, get to the Football Boys. Um, we're recording here Thursday afternoon ahead of the big European games. Uh, Rangers away to Dortmund in the Europa League or Celtic face Bodo Glimt at home in the Europa Conference. By the way, that kicks off in an hour and a half or something. I, I, know, I, know, I, know. I, I don't want to actually, you do, I don't want to be making too much of a preview of this because whatever you say could, I mean... Well, exactly, exactly. But but is it a free hit? Just, just It's a free hit, John. That's, that's it a free, it's a, Chris, have you seen it's a free hit as well? Aye. Well, I've already spoke about it. I, I, my main focus is the league. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I want to see Celtic winning every game that they play, but I wouldn't lose a lot of sleep if Europe wasn't a wasn't a distraction. What I, I mean, the big thing is, what if one team? Do you think the advantage for the title goes to the team? Say, uh, Rangers get knocked out. Does any advantage go to Rangers if Celtic? I would, are I would say so. I would say yeah. so. I well, you could be right. History has shown, and also it's not just what you're saying there, Grado. Sorry, what you need to then take into account is the mind games because see if Celt- if Rangers go out or if Celtic go out, right, and the other team's playing on the the Sunday, and the other team's playing on the Saturday, then if they go three points, they get three points on the Saturday. Then see the pressure on the team that's right. playing on the Thursday that have been in Europe. It's just insurmountable for the rest of the season until Aye, that, actually that is pressure. That is pressure, the, the, the having to um, play the game 24 hours later. So, as John, and, and I, I totally agree with Toll. The night is just, I'm going to enjoy the occasion. Don't want to go on about it too much, but in terms of, like, it's our biggest European opponents that we've had in over a decade, I would say. So, it's just try to enjoy the occasion. Make sure Rangers get out it injury-free, and we've got no uh, fingers for Sunday. Nay injuries. Nay injuries for mm. Sunday. Aye, well, I guess that's what it's all about. So, free hit tonight. Hopefully, you just get, both get a result in Europe. That'd be great for Scottish football. Um, the manager merry-go-round has started in the Premiership this week. Stephen Glass was uh, well left his position as Aberdeen manager there the weekend. Um, Barry Robson stepped in to kind of look after the team uh, with Captain Scott Brown kind of stepping up more into a coaching role as well there. Uh, Dave Cormack was at Thurfer Park for the, the cup game there at the weekend. Uh, obviously seen enough and um, basically let Stephen Glass go. So who do you think is getting the job, boys? The Aberdeen job. Got well, odds. is Got it coincidence that Barry Ferguson resigned on Monday? Yeah. I would be very surprised if Barry Ferguson... I don't think Barry Ferguson's <laughs> getting Aberdeen job. Right. Now, hear me out. Here we go. Right, okay. I think the perfect appointment for Aberdeen right now would be Gordon Strachan. Well... Now, there's a history there. He's not in a managerial job now. Dundee have just changed their managerial setup. I understand, obviously, that he's been the one that's brought in Mark McGee. Mm. But I, would they want another bite at it and at his team that he's such a legend? Mm. Yeah, I listen. It, it, stranger things have happened, but like you say, I mean, this is the manager, James McPake. Chris, you know James McPake. He's a Coatbridge boy, isn't he? I do, yep. I don't, I yeah, know I mean, he was, you know, he's won two ga- two games on the spin there for Dundee. He was let go of there uh, just yesterday. 
Today, we find out they've appointed Mark McGee, whose last spell was in manager with Eastbourne Borough. Um, who was a, he was a caretaker back there in February 2019. Eastbourne Borough? Um, Eastbourne Borough in the National League South Grado. He's a caretaker. I wouldn't trust him to mop the fucking floors. <laughs> and then he went to Barnet uh, as a head of technical and was uh, pumped out of there by Graham Wesley, uh, who took over as head coach. Plus, he's got an outstanding six-game touchline ban, and he's uh, coming into the Dundee job. It's that's a bit crazy. What a crazy it, appointment! Doesn't doesn't like camera phones either. Doesn't remember that. He one. doesn't like camera phones. <laughs> Is that allowed? <laughs> to the police? <laughs> Are they allowed to film me? <laughs> get it fucking off! Get it off! Do you know, it's... <sighs> Ryan made a good point in the group chat. Uh, producer Ryan said, Scottish football seems to be a merry-go-round uh, just the same haddies going from club to club. But to, it's, it's true, but because... I know. But then, cause, but then, look, what we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how refreshing it was to see somebody like Sean Maloney get the job. Mm-hmm. And then but, it's back to fucking But you're looking at that, Gredo. You need to look, look Dundee's board are going to be looking at that and looking at Sean Maloney, looking at Stephen Glass and going, and going like that. Wait a minute, we need to know, mm-hmm. we need to get somebody in that knows the game. Mm-hmm. And I can understand it to a point, but why no promote from within? Is there, is there no player that could take over the team until the end of the season? Somebody that knows the squad, knows it in and out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I, it's just that it's, it's Tommy Wright and fucking exactly. Remember, it used to be like Bobby Williamson would get every fucking club. <laughs> aye, aye, I mean, aye. it's just aye. it's been uh, Dick Campbell's been at a hundred teams as aye. well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the odds currently set. Uh, Jim Goodwin's the hot favourite at four to six. Jack Ross eleven to two. Paul Hartley six to one. Derek Adams who just got let go of there at Bradford who did a decent job down there for a while. Seven to one. Alex McQueish, there's one for you. Ten to one. Barry Robson twelve to one. Neil Lennon sixteen to one. David Martindale out there at twenty. Do you know what? I could see Barry Ferguson at Dundee. Right, you see, like, I see what you're saying there, Gredo, about him going to Aberdeen. I think that that would maybe be a wee bit. But, a wee bit. No, that was, like, that was me just trying to be stupid. I, 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 he's a big name. He's a big I, name. But it's George Bloy, Chris. That's the thing. He, you know, he did a decent job at Kelty, but Aloha haven't been brilliant this season. I bet is, 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 is he's Jotter blotted any more than Mark McGee? Well, I Jotter blinking Mark McGee's covered in ink. But, but it's just as you say, but too, it's it's. It's tracking this got a, a job for his pal on it. Well, I, I, you're right, you're right. Well, oh, it could have been Fuck's sake, he could end up at Parkhead. Stratton's in there and all, know what I mean? Aye. He's all over the place, Stratton. Jesus. Yes. Um, I don't know if you read this this week, boys, the horror scenario that could fall upon Celtic and Rangers, which could see the both of you miss out on the Champions League spot. This is a, such a Scottish thing, this, right? So uh, the current coefficient standing is that Scotland's sitting 11th in Europe, right? So the top 10 leagues are entitled to a place in Europe's elite competition without battling through the qualifiers, right? However, the 11th place league does get a slot if the winner of the trophy also qualifies through their league. Are you with me? No, it doesn't, uh, qual- doesn't qualify through the league. Sorry, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. Aye, so... Basically, that means, right, at the moment, Man United, UV and Atletico, who are all still in the Champions League, are currently out with the Champions League spots in their own country. None of the three are going to win the Champions League. So spot. if any of those three teams win the Champions League, it could mean that Rangers and Celtic miss out. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, 
it's not going to happen, but it's such a Scottish thing to happen, isn't it? Uh, I, it would be, but you need to look at the, the things that have fell in our favour recently. You know what I mean? There's been a, a few things that have fell in our favour, like getting to the Euros through the uh, back door and all of that and stuff. So, like I, I say that at the time, I think our, our luck's start making a change a wee bit. Chris, so. If there's a war in Ukraine, we might get a buy in the World Cup and all. By the way. <laughs> By the way, that might... Come on, Vlad! For anybody listening, that was tongue-in-cheek. Absolutely. Do not. Do not condone war at all. Yeah, um, see how, but let me ask you this, right? So, right. could it be that, that whoever wins a league, right, right, automatically qualifies, right? Yeah. However, this thing that you've just explained to me happens, mm-hmm. and then it gets taken away, and then uh, it gets Champions League. So, what you're saying is. You have to go through the, quali- you have to go through the qualifying, mate. Right. No, no, you just went to the playoff round. Aye. Uh, like last year. Aye, but you would be right. in the Champions playoff round, so it would be the easier route. Yeah. So it would it would definitely soften the blow a wee bit for the depends whoever wins. Well I would what I would be thinking about if I'm if I'm say like a Rangers is you get an extra round. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And that's an extra an extra big load of income because a match night for a Champions League qualifier for Celtic Rangers generates a huge amount of money. Aye, but you're not gonna be guaranteed to get into the Champions League. Aye, but we will because we're fucking magic, man. Is <laughs> that right? Um before we move on, I've got to talk about this story. Chris, you'll have seen this gradual, maybe not. The Sport and Lisbon fight the other night there, the 40 man brawl. Uh, and Pepe, did you hear about Pepe? Oh, I did see this, aye. So, Gradle, I'll fill you in this, right? You you know Pepe, who fucking everyone hates Pepe. Ev- no, no, <laughs> Pepe for EastEnders. That was Pepe, wasn't it? That was uh, Pepe. Pepe, <laughs> Pepe, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably never what, been what, a more what? hated player in world football. I know he does loads for charity, but on the field, everyone fucking hates Pepe, don't they? I know, man. Nah, I know, man. Uh, he's, a, he's a pure heel, but he plays he's a proper heel. He's a proper, proper heel. Um, but he could be facing, this could be at the end of his career, he could be facing a two-year ban from football amid accusations he had a bullet during Friday night's game against Sporting Lisbon. Um the Techie match ended in a remarkable 40-man role as players, staff, stewards and even ball boys got involved in this massive big fight. He was shown as the 13th red card of his career. Now he's facing accusations that he kicked a, one of the directors, which mean he could lead to a two-year ban. Um, plus, apparently, someone from the crowd <coughs> threw, uh, threw a bullet onto the pitch and he hid it. I don't know why he was hiding it, but he uh, hid this, this bullet. So, See if anybody's career deserved to end in a two-year ban. <laughs> For hiding a bullet. It, it's peppy, isn't it? It's fucking mental. That I'm is gonna... that's bonkers, man. Just, I, I seen I... the fight, by the way. The game was two each. It was like, it, surprisingly because Sporting Lisbon have been outstanding all season. Yeah. And it was the game, I think the game finished two each. And the, it, it reminded you something out of like Brazilian football. Remember back in the day, it used to happen regularly in Brazilian football where they would just have a Royal Rumble in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> And See, that's, that's what that's what it's that's missing for football grade. Ah, exactly, man. That's what it's all about. That's what sports entertainment in the football. That's what you want. People running off, run-ins from other players. Imagine if they put a bit more wrestling into football. You know what I mean? Four red cards. I'll tell you, I've came up with an idea. Who's that? That's Kenny Miller coming on for Rangers. No, but listen, listen, mate. Imagine 
Right, it was <laughs> Celtic Parker. Right, let's say Scotland Hamden, right? right. It's Hamden, and uh, somebody's been out injured for for ages, right? I love that. Right, somebody's been out injured for ages, and you don't need to declare your squad Who's before the, the game, right? Oh my and, god! Right? Oh my god! No, but every player's got their own entrance music, <laughs> right? And then, what like, I imagine, and the, uh, the players all come out one at a time to their own entrance music, right? Right. And, then, and then a big surprise scoreboards <laughs> and all of that oh my god it's Shea Adams he's back fucking <laughs> and his music he's in a sandman <laughs> oh, you know the fucking like, lights and all that going man you're right you could date like goal songs like say like, so say it was like say I love this so say um, 90 in the 90th minute Rangers get a penalty and Sakala's been out for weeks, right? And all the penalty takers, all the strikers are off. And then and then it's like the lights go off as you're saying it's like It can't be! Surely! It's it's Fashion Sakala! Fashion Sakala is back! Oh, oh, but imagine like they didn't announce signings or anything like that either. <laughs> right? And you're 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 standing in the in the stadium and and please welcome our new number ten, Lionel Messi. <laughs> and you, do you imagine the fucking eruption? Holy shit! <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so much better. This is awesome. <laughs> it's well, it's well seen that Stevens off this week. We're sitting talking wrestling and football. Oh fuck's sake! Absolutely over. Um, Imagine about wrestling chants being wrestling chants and football at missing penalties. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it happening. Let's get it happening. And before getting oh. into daft stories from this week, remember we were talking about disgusting stories last week, Aye. and we sort of said, "Well, Aye. you made everyone sick, Grado. Everyone's been getting." Mate, see, oh I see them in a text. I got about that. I know. I it was that bad, man. It was just. I know. Well, it wasn't that bad because the listeners have done a hell of a lot worse. I'm going to basically because we threw it out just in the off chance of. Let's start a new feature, make the boys bulk, right? It's a kind of fucked up version of Graham Norton's big red chair, right? We've had a few in, boys, right? So I'm going to read these out and see if we can make you bulk with these stories, right? Okay, first one off. Ricky says, I've got a nasty shite story for you. Oh, my God. Oh, here we right. A boy I was at uni with pulled a bird and went back to hers. She lived at the halls, so they had a communal toilet. He woke up during the night, bursting for a shite, doesn't done his business, which was a nasty explosion, goes to wipe his arse and can't find any shit roll. But all he can see is the fanny pad bin. The daft arsehole has to sift through it to find the cleanest pads to wipe his arse with and hide them back in the bin. He never said it, if there was any complaints about the smell the next day, but he never saw her again after that. By the way, that's just brought another story to my mind. Oh, I oh I no! Listen to this, right? So... I was at a I was at a house party once and it was a friend I works right and I got I got talking to this guy right now he's <laughs> his name is Rick right so uh, Rick, Rick's telling yeah. Rick no Rick's telling me this story about a guy that he went to college with right? all right okay right so um it's just because you mentioned that it was college so this guy went back to this bird's dorm right and uh, <laughs> she they got she got up in the morning and she went to class and she locked him in right. And he couldn't get out, and he was bursting for a shite, right? And all the now the dorms didn't have toilets in them. All there was was a sink to wash your face and brush your teeth in that in the morning, yeah, yeah. right? 
So he's done a shite in the sink, right? Now then he's realised again there's no toilet paper, but he's also realised there's no bin and there's no window that opens because it's painted shut, right? So <laughs> he's noticed a knife and fork. <laughs> now listen, see when I was telling when the guy was telling me this story, he says he's noticed a knife and fork, and one of the guys sitting next to me went, "He ate the shite." <laughs> <laughs> Right, so what he's done is he's taken a knife and fork, he's cut it up, and he's mashed it down into the fucking into the oh, no, into sink. the fucking oh, no. sink, oh, into the drain of the sink. We had and then oh my, the thought it managed. Oh god! See, I thought it was going to be. Remember, Katongo come on and tell us about. Yeah, gonna I, say I, I thought it was going to go left in a poly bag. I, oh, that's horrendous. Right, I'll, oh. I'll give you one more. Right, I'll give Aye, you man, one. I more. We I can't think I was bad. Not, right. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, lads. This is from Darren. Got a story for you. In 2012, eight of us went to Bulgaria. After a bit of heavy night, my pal went to his bed but got up through the night. He kneeled down to Whitey in the toilet but shat on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> he then got up to shite in the toilet but instead he whited on the floor. He ended up briefly rolling around in it, climbing into another pal's bed where he found him the next morning, oh, no. bollock naked. Oh, my God. That's the worst, man. Everybody's, oh. everybody's got a mate that's got a story like that for holiday, man. I know. You see, yeah, I, I done something when I was a wee boy, wee boy that ended up. Oh no, I shouldn't have. <laughs> oh no, 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 we're going for. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have. Right, okay. Pull you. Hold it, hold it, Grado. Hold it. Um, listen, if you want to make the boys walk and you've got any more of these stories you'd like to get involved with at Football Daft Pod, please DM us. Don't put this out in the open. We'll tell them on the podcast next week. Let's get on to the daft stories for this week, boys, right? Would you like to hear about a man who became a birthing partner on a date? Would you like to hear about the guy who got an accidental cheque for £2.3 trillion? Or do you want to find out why you shouldn't put a silly reference when transferring cash to your mate? Well, I, told, I, told I, myself I'm, something to do with that. I'm guilty of that. I did right. I, I, I've, right. I've caused a lot of hassle with that. Right, okay. A man was told off by a bank for his payment reference names when transferring to friends. When you're transferring money to a friend, there's that, oh, you know, there's that temptation. We all have done it. Put a lot of creativity, silly reference. Anyway, the man got a message from this bank after he made a few jokes when sending his mate from ca- some cash. He basically, the email that read basically, Hi Joe, you recently, well that's what his name was, you recently marked payments for Taliban training, Jihad fee and ISIS training. While we appreciate they're probably having a joke with your friends, we're obliged to investigate such matters, which is time consuming. Be assured your friend's bank will be doing the same. This is a polite request to ask you to cease make- marking payments in this manner. So, basically, that's a couple of years ago. The, uh, this has happened. So, if you're, you're transferring money, it's like uh, you shouldn't like put captions like Coke Bender or strip clubs or anything like that because they might deny your transfer. Chris, you you work in a working bank and you must know a wee bit about this. I can neither confirm or deny any of that, John. Mm. Right. Okay. Uh, however, I, can, I have I have done that in the past. I, what, what, my friends. I nearly cost my mate his mortgage because shut up. What did you put down? Because he was remortgaging his house, right? And he needed a tap for like I'd say about a month or two, right? He says I can get you the money in a month or two. I need to remortgage my house, so it was a no bad amount of money. And I wrote on the transfer for your mortgage, 
and then the bank went into it and went, so you're clearly taking, that's not your money, you've not got the funds to apply for this mortgage, and it, and it fucking, it caused an offer carry on. And he was like, man, why did you write that on the fucking, on the note? I'm going, well, you know, you never, never tell, he never tell you not to do it, does he? I just thought, well, at least, you know what I mean? I, ah, yeah, thinking yeah. about it now, but he was like, phoning me fucking sweating gravy going, I'm not going to get this mortgage now because it looks like it's, what, what, the banks obviously are going to kind of go, well, where's he getting the money for? Is that, is that, would that have happened to is that, does that? Well, I say, uh, you see, when you apply for a mortgage, they ask for like six months or three months. Uh, <laughs> What do you call it? Bank statements. So they will yeah. go through that. I wear a fine tooth comb, can I? Oh, no. Well, I hope my mate just It's funny because mortgage. the boy, the, but see, the, the, the boys that came to fix my broadband last week, one was a mega Celtic fan. And um, yeah, actually done, they actually done a, a lot more work than what they should have, to be honest with you. They were like, ah, we can sort it, but we'll know. Basically, I had to get the broadband put out in here. He says, I can do it, but it's like, I would need to come back and do it. I says, see if you date the new, how much would you charge? Like, how much would you take? And he told me it was about £50, right? I thought, right, we'll do it. And then when I put the money in his bank account, I wrote 55. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just crazy. I'm just half my daughter. You're crazy. You're well, do you know what? That guy's going to apply for a mortgage and they're going to say, you said that you were getting 55 here, but you actually only get 50. <laughs> I, I, I hope my mate doesn't go for a mortgage. I'm just looking back through my bank statement there. I put dildos are us. When I went to Amsterdam uh, with my mates, my bank card wouldn't work over there, so my mate had to lift money for me, right? So I was transferring the money and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote the transfer thing, uh, uh, hookers, and, <laughs> hookers and drugs, right? And obviously the next transaction comes out and I agree at an ATM in Amsterdam. So whenever they've been going through that, they're going to be going, ah, well, at least the guy was fucking honest, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right, so don't do it, kids. Do not put silly references on your bank notes because you get might get mortgages turned down. You might get your friends in trouble. So don't do it, kids. It's not big and it's not smart, okay? Gredo, why the fuck did you write that? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry, bud. And I thought to myself, I'm fucking getting in the money. But anyway, he managed to get it sorted. He's no good, in it. Good, I'm glad, I'm glad. So this week on Football Daft, we will bring if, you Football By the way, we've not even addressed the, the elephant in the room here. What's that? Mm-hmm. Stephen's not here. <laughs> we haven't actually talked about Stephen. Stephen's having a, a torrid time of it at the moment. He's having a torrid time of it, so he is absent today. So it's just he's, the, he's kidding he on. Was. He's not well, but I think he's in Dortmund. I think he maybe is. Hey, but did you know? See, so he was getting a lot of flack on Twitter and stuff like that. Even I've been getting texts about it because he was holding a Celtic mug on River City this week. Well, it's funny you should mention that because in the football daft moments, that might be a contender. Oh, there he is. Uh, right, I've been so getting texts about it. We'll have your Football Daft moment of the week later on. That might be a contender. Uh, on Football Daft Focus this week, we're going to be talking about the Aberdeen situation um, with a guy I know is my former boss, Richard Wilkinson. He's the owner of uh, internet radio station Beat 106. and he... The best radio station ever. Well, you I can remember t- Beat 106. Are you fucking right? Is well, it you still uh, well, it's on internet now. Did they not change to X Radio or something like that after that? And then, oh, yeah, yeah I can give you the full because uh, I worked there. So hey, I wait until he comes on because I oh, want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Did you, have you talked to him about one time I phoned you up for a job? Yes, I will. We can maybe discuss that. <laughs> he, well. I didn't know this was 80 years later, man. I, I know, I know. 
Um, uh, he's also the admin of an Aberdeen fan page called Aberdeen Football Club, The Adventures of the Other Stevie G. He's going to have to change that name, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to be on talking about the Aberdeen managerial situation. On the big questions after we had a chat about it last week, looking for those players that have come back to haunt you. Gredo, do you have three riddles? Aye, but they're shite this week. All right, okay, we'll last get Last week they were tremendous. Remember they Colin Nish and all that? Colin Nish one is your... That's your Mona Lisa, mate. I think so. Aye, aye. Cra- class, absolutely class. So we'll have three riddles from Grado, and on teammates, it's managerial royalty. It's Jim Jeffries. Well, today's sponsors are none other than Manscaped. They're good friends, and we've had some good news coming for our friends at Manscaped because they've just launched the fourth generation performance package. Now, this is an ultimate package, and you're going to get a lawnmower 4.0. We've all got the lawnmower 4.0, aren't we, boys? Yes, sir. Yeah. When it comes to male grooming, they've been doing it for years. I went back to look at old Howard Stern clips, right? That's what I'm into now, 2006, 2007. And even back then, the folk on the Howard Stern show were putting over how good Manscaped was and how much it helped them deal with embarrassing situations and getting rid getting rid of that extra fluff that they suffer down in the nether regions. Four million men. Four million men it can't be argued with. They trust Manscaped and this new performance package the 4.0 is easy to get. All you need to do is go to manscaped.com and you get 20% off and free shipping with our code today which is going to be daft. Now let me tell you, there's been situations in my life, there's been situations in John and Chrissy's life where we've went to go below the waist with a, a trimmer to try and sort out those uh, those hairy molecules that are down there. And it's ended in tears. It's ended in tears, hasn't it, Chris? Oh, I have. Uh, I, I tell I, you, before Manscaped, it was... Before Manscaped, you would have thought Freddy Krueger had to go at my boss. Correct, correct. I was always scared to do my boss before Manscaped because you think just one wee slip and you've got a gusher. Uh, well, that's we, it. We got we, a bleeder. One wee slip and you're using the other toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so inside this, as John says, it's brought confidence to men all over the world. They can get in there and they can use a lawnmower. They can use the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. There's a Crop Preserver Body Agent the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hod your goodies. Now, let me say to you right now, it's insane. Dare I say it's the greatest bod trimmer of all time. Yeah, I just said it. It's fourth generation. It's cutting edge. There's a ceramic blade that reduces the grooming accidents that we've been talking about. They've got their advanced skin-safe technology. It's got 7,000. 7,000 RPM motor. You're not going to find that anywhere else and a new multifunction on-off switch and you can engage a wee travel lock so it gives you the ability to turn on the LED spotlight on and off when you need it for a mere precise shave. Oh, and did I mention this? It's waterproof. So you thought that was good, but why me, why me tell you about making your grooming game even better and taking it to the next level? Yes, please, Grado. Well, you can, yeah, chop your worst, you can chop your worst weed, not just at your buzz, but your nose and ear. Trimmer, it's a weed whacker, it's waterproof as well, and that uses 9,000 RPMs. It's a 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear-to-ear trimmer, I'm telling you, it's got proprietary skin-safe technology, and it helps prevent your nicks, helps prevent your snags, your tugs, and those delicate holes and crevices. Seal the deal with the liquid formulations, because I've put it over once, I've put it over a million times, the body odorant, before leaving the house every morning, I slap that on my boss, and we are in for a good day. You feel hygienic, you feel confident, you feel like a, 
an absolute ball of joy. Trust me when I say this. Your buzz will thank you. It does smell good. Hmm? It does it smell does. It good. smells amazing. It smells amazing. And it really lasts for 24 hours uh, until you can uh, re-top that up the next morning. You get your shower and you slap that back on. I'll tell you this and I agree. Do see that body on them? Honest to God. The bottle on them, the body on them. See when I put it on? Mm-hmm. I can't get her face away from my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> what a recommendation. Uh, there you go. We, you you can't get, uh, what do you call that when somebody recommends something? I bet. I bet. I bet. <laughs> That's a better testimony. A testimony. You're not going to get a better testimony than that from Chris Toll. So here is the deal. 20% off. Free shipping. Use the code DAFT. Manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping with the code DAFT. Your boys have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best poo, with the best tools for the job. It's Manscaped. It's now time for the part in the show. It's Football Daft Focus, where we talk about the big talking points in Scottish football. This week, we're going to focus on Aberdeen after the sacking of Stephen Glass and where it has all went wrong for the Dons this season. Joining us... For Football Daft Focus this week, Richard Wilkinson is the owner of uh, radio station uh, Beat 106. Remember Beat 106? The boys are desperate talking about Beat 106, Sarge. Uh, he has also set up an Aberdeen fan page called Aberdeen Football Club, The Adventures of the Other Stevie G. You're mm. definitely going to have to change the name <laughs> of that now, Richard. Are. Uh, welcome to Football Daft. Hello. Good nice to, to see you, guys. Brilliant. Nice I Beat 106, I used to, I remember when I got left to school every morning, my pal's dad used to blare it every morning. Oh, the tunes were brilliant. Uh, do you know what? It was, f- it was the first radio station I remember that really played all the indie music that I liked. Aye. And but it was, it was this dynamite. Is I, this is where I have to put my legal hat on and go for, uh, for, for clarity and for the sake of not having any legal issues. The Beat 106 Scotland that I run is not the same as the Beat 106 that was run between the years of 1999 and 2006 by Global Radio. So you just think you can just steal their name? No, well, so this is where I start to get into very difficult and John. Ah, let's just edit. skip over this. We'll just avoid this. I feel as if Toll's working up a Rangers joke in his seat right now. I suddenly gone, he's gonna say something. <laughs> if it's any help to you, I was I was the I was there at the beginning of the original Beat 106. Um right. when okay. it was, uh, with Stuart Compass and Ali McCoist and uh, Ron McCulloch and Carol Smiley and all of these people. So I've Got been me. I've been there at the beginning, and hence the reason why I wanted to uh, to to have another crack at it, so to speak. Yeah, did you, did you did you acquire the station's history? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well done, Chris. Well done. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. And we got there in the end. We're, yeah, this this year we're going for twenty two. I think. B one oh seven. Let's talk Aberdeen, Richard. Um, oh. What? Let's just start off. What has happened this season? So um, again, I, I mean, I, let me start saying by 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 one th- one thing is that Aberdeen fans. I, I can't vouch for other fans, but we we kind of fall under three categories. Uh, the happy clappers, the blind faithers, who like everything is, you know, just get behind the team, support everything, question nothing. 
On the flip side of that, you have the chronic curmudgeons who, you know, live in the bygone Fergie era. Nothing is happy. Nothing is 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 great. Everything's shit. And then you have what I call the reasoned realists in between who are just kind of like the, the sort of seeing where we're at. And I think everybody was happy that, that Dave Cormack came along, that Stuart Milne left, and that Dave Cormack was going to bring a whole lot of new ideas and, and new thinking. And it was always going to be the case where, you know, he, he, you know, Dave Cormack, seen with a little bit of, you know, everybody was a bit suspicious. It was always the first big decision he was going to have to make was who was going to be the manager after Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes said, I think, to a lot of people, had overstayed his welcome, had, you know, uh, you know, had taken the, the club back to respectability then started to plateau after about, you know, sort of kind of years four and five and by years sort of six, seven and eight, it was starting to to kind of wane. And so with this, uh, you know, alliance with this kind of relationship that we have with Atlanta FC in America, um, where obviously Dave Cormack has, has sort of, uh, you know, settled down as an Aberdeen loon, uh, but, you know, that's where a lot of his, his money, of his investment come from. We've got this relationship with Atlanta FC and um, Stephen Glass had worked at Atlanta FC as a coach. And I think, you know, obviously as a, as a past uh, Don during a bygone, uh, you know, era of the 90s, he was very much, I guess, the chosen one in, in, in uh, 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 you know, Dave McCormack's eyes. I'm not sure it was everybody else's eyes, but in certainly in terms of this first choice for the manager, the clear choice in Dave Cormack's mind, it was Stephen Glass. And, you know, I think everybody wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think all Don's fans, you know, were hoping, but I think the only person he was the first choice was Dave Cormack and we had a nice early run at the, you know, the, this early European games, arguably, you know, it could be said we were playing a bunch of part-time farmers. Yeah, but it did start off really well for Stephen. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Aberdeen are going to be contenders this season. Absolutely. And then we had a crappy September where we didn't win a game. I think we had a crappy November where we didn't win a game. And, you know, that was the sort of the time that, that people were going, I don't think this is going to work out. I don't think this is happening. The football is certainly far more attractive than under Derek McInnes. We weren't playing hoofball. We were trying to at least pass it around a bit and create chances. And um, listen, it, you know, the, the, it's not all been horrendously doom and gloom, but it's just the the results have, have, have not really come. We've had some, you know, some good games against Celtic and Rangers and obviously, you know, Celtic and Rangers fans say that we only, you know, turn up when we play them and there's wow. an element of truth to that. Um, but, you know, with no, you know, sort of, uh, you know, do, no disrespect to the slightly diddier teams of, you know, St. Johnson and what have you, we've, you know, we've lost games against teams that arguably we, you know, we should be not battering, but should be well ahead of. So, um you know, I, I, I think a, potentially a good coach there, but as a manager and certainly under a director of football who is uh, pretty inexperienced as well, it's just not really kind of been, you know, not not been the best of times, shall we say. The, the glass era, I don't think, will go down as um, the greatest of, of Don's eras. Well, you just get two draws against Rangers. I actually thought that might have been enough at one point, but... When I saw the stuff on Saturday um, at Fur Park, 
What was your opinions about that? Listen, I mean, you know, like everyone, scenes. like ev- well, I mean, the scenes. You know, I think there's a there's a lot of angry Don's fans, and you know, as I said, we they're an interesting bunch, Aberdeen fans. That you know, I mean, I think if you remember earlier in the season. I can't remember whether it was, I think it was a winner against Livingston in Livingston in the 94th minute. And there was a you know crowd invasion and, you know, three or four years before we were taking the piss out of Rangers fans for, uh, for invading the party thistle. Um, you know, it's, it, all we want to do is see good football, see some goals, win games and, you know, like I said, to be to be dunted out of, the, of both cups at the first, well, not so much at the first opportunity because we beat Edinburgh City, um, but you know we got beaten by punted by Wraith Rovers in the League Cup. We got punted by Motherwell. Um, you know, it just it, it it's it's frustrating, and it was that really was the final straw to kind of go. We've been, you know. We've been we've done really well in the cup runs in the past, and uh, you know, just like I said, it it was it was the final nail in the coffin. Um, a lot of people expecting Cormac to have given glass until the end of the season, but you know, fair play to 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 Pearly Dave, as I call him. Uh, you know, he's he 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 made the choice, and he's you know made the decision to to end this little experiment. As for who replaces Stephen Glass, which is, I'm sure is what you'll be sort of kind of moving on to next. I mean, that's the $64,000 question. Um, mm. I think... I need to pay more than that for a manager, on it. Well, <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's about £250,000 to get Tim Goodwin from St Mirren. So, uh, you really? Know, is that what they're, they're quoting for? It? That's what, well, supposedly that's his release or release clause or some kind of, you know, you know that's how much it's going to cost to prize him from St Mirren. Um, was Glass would, would he have had to been sold to do it as well then would that have been a, a lot of money yeah he was on well, a two and a half year deal wasn't he it's all right but because no Stephen Glass was on a 12 month rolling contract right, whenever, right, right. whenever you sacked him he was going to get 12 months in his hip hurt so right. you know, Aye, but, that, but also you need to take into account that when you take Glass back you get a refund Um, yeah about 10p which is about (laughs) I mean Richard though I mean when you look at actually the table though I mean Aberdeen are only three points off fourth at this this current point you know and on paper you look at that Aberdeen squad and at the start of the season on this podcast we were talking them up when you look at you know Ross McCrory's there Declan mm. Gallagher Scott Brown the guy Christian Ramirez who turned, looks like a player you're bringing in uh, J Emmanuel Thomas from um Livingston Livingston oh, J Emmanuel Thomas is Ellen McGill Calvin Ramsey Lewis Ferguson I mean the Lewis Ferguson's as good a midfielder as there is in Scotland in my opinion yeah I mean I, I don't disagree with you. I, I go back to my chronic curmudgeon, reasoned realist, happy clapper. On paper, for a long time, Aberdeen have been a really impressive side, but on the pitch, it's just not. They're not as as uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, not as authoritarian or decisive, or you know, like they, they just you know that on paper that team should be cruising third place. And, yeah should be you know particularly with you know with hearts out of the league and you know for the for the we, again we go back to the the McInnes era when Ronnie Dyla was Celtic manager Rangers 
weren't, you know, I think were, you know, certainly languishing in the lower leagues on their comeback trail. Um, you know, we had that, was it 2014, 2015? We had that season where, you know, January, February, uh, I think, yeah, January, you know, the Aberdeen might have actually been top or joint top or, or certainly up there with Celtic. And, you know, with a bit of investment, who's who's to say? But I mean, that's Aberdeen for, you know, for the past 30 years of shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, you know, I think, like all of these players that that, that encountered to, to to what you're saying, John, um, you know, you've got Scott Brown, you've got Johnny Hayes, you've got Considine who's been spent most of the time injured. Um, a lot of players over the age of 30, you know, Aberdeen's squad is the oldest squad in, in the Premier League now, despite what has been great to see the likes of Mackenzie and Ramsey, uh, Connor Barron the other night there getting his first start, you know, lots of young players getting their opportunities. And clearly that's not going to happen overnight. And I think clearly what Glass was trying to do was was more than certainly what Derek McInnes was doing, which was try these new younger kids out, give them give them the time. Uh, Dean Campbell's obviously gone down to uh, to Kilmarnock with Derek McInnes on loan. Um, Vertanen was doing great things at our growth. Um, he's not really been seen. I don't know whether he's injured. Uh, he's a great young midfielder. We've had horrible problems in defence. You know, Devlin, uh, Michael Devlin has been, uh, you know, on the, you know, they've named a wing after him in Cormac Park in terms of the, you know, the injury, uh, you know, that <laughs> he's not played. I think, I think the, I did a start, I think for like the 240 games that, that Michael Devlin has been available for, He's only been able to, or he since he signed. Sorry, I should rephrase that. The 240 games that have been played since Michael Devlin has signed, he's only been fit or able to play for 40 of them. Is that and right? What? And I kind of go, how how can you keep on giving this guy a contract? You know, I know that this all kind of like you know, it's you know the nice thing to do or whatever. I I don't know, or, and or the sort of tradition of not letting somebody go when they're injured, but that... Oh, see, what, you, what you're meant to do in that case is shop them about all the teams in Europe and Rangers will sign them on loan on the last day of the transfer <laughs> window. Um, well, I mean, and what what, they'll in, what what Devlin will inevitably end up doing is signing for St. Johnson and be miraculously fit again, like Stevie May and what was the yeah. name of the other guy that we had. Um, so... Uh, going back to your question, John, because it was I've rambled on for about five minutes now. There are a lot of good players there, and to, to Stephen Glass's credit, you know, I don't quite know where it came from, but the signing of Ramirez this season He's has a great, been, great number has, nine, absolutely has been the striker that we've all been craving for since you know, and unarguably. In certain, in certain places, far better than Rooney, uh, you know, but we haven't had a, as prolific a number nine since Adam Rooney, and that's been a good few years now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's just, again, it's this sort of perennial feeling of underachievement as a, as a Dons fan of just going, oh, God, not again. And I really hope that whoever the new manager is, it looks like being Jim Goodwin. It still feels a bit of the kind of vanilla option. Do you want? Do you want Jim Goodwin? Who do you want there? If you don't want Jim Goodwin, who do you honestly, want? See, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. I know who I don't want, but I, I would, I would like. I mean, 
we all want to see the Ange effect here. We all kind of want a Postacoglu style. You can't have him, all right? Well, I know we can't have him, but I what I want to know if he's got any good mates in Japan or Australia that fancy, you know, I mean, for a good rowie or a buttery up in Aberdeen, you know, a few of those, I'm sure. <laughs> By Dave the way, you should, you should maybe be looking towards like uh, Kevin Muscat and all of that. He's old number twos, you know, because they're all number twos indeed. I, all right. <laughs> um, like, listen, I. Uh, the, the 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 sort of the the perennial Lamberts the uh, you know I mean what what I will say and this is my one vaguely funny line for the day is going at least Aberdeen you know uh, the the news today of Mark McGee going to Dundee I mean you know at least Aberdeen oh, could you imagine can't mess it up <laughs> as much as Dundee have done in terms of signing a guy who. I genuinely don't understand how he keeps getting jobs. I mean, clearly Gordon Strachan has, I think he said, and you might have to edit this, but I, I think he's, I think McGee said that, that, um, that uh, Gordon Strachan had very much gone into bat for, for Mark McGee to get this job. I mean, the word seal clubbing in terms of going into bat for somebody to get Mark McGee a job. I just, you know, who, who would hire this guy? I honestly, I mean, a legend as a footballer for Aberdeen and I'm not, but as a manager, oh my word. Anyway. He loves a camera phone, loves a camera phone. Oh, he does indeed. Uh, get that thing away. Uh, um, so, you what know. About to, what about Toes suggested earlier on in the podcast about getting... Gordon Strachan back and, and then being the manager. Well, so uh, so the rumours go, Strachan, like, hates us now. I mean, uh, there's, really? def- there's definitely some politics at play. I, I don't know whether this is true or not, but I think with regards to all the Gothenburg stuff and the celebrations of anniversaries and things like that, as I hear and understand it, I don't know, I'm just putting the disclaimer there of going... There, there were some issues with with Gordon Strachan with with regards to that. I, as I understand it, so I'm not sure. That, that's not the same case with McLeish, is it? I think McLeish is still held in in relatively in, good fettle. Is mean, that I, sure? I, I really embarrassed myself one night when I when I met him and I was talking. I was going, "You don't actually look up Aberdeen results still, do you?" And he went, "Well, of course I do." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, and then I actually realised what he done at Aberdeen. I actually was fucking dead embarrassed, and it makes me think: would would that be an option for you as well? I think I think you should have John Kennedy personally. Do you want John Kennedy? Um, I, I think it might be a risk. I think the, the thing for me with with the Strachans and the you know, so there's two things for me that uh, you know. The having to be, you know, I mean, you hear it mostly, I think, with with Rangers fans about their managers being a Rangers man, and and I think there are some, let's just say, more staunch Aberdeen fans who think it's important to be an Aberdeen man, and I personally kind of go, I couldn't care less. I think there was definitely a bit of a well, Dennett McInnes, he's a bit of a blue nose, mm. um, so he'll never be one of us. And, uh, you know, again, I go, I, to me, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, you know, religion, colour, creed, whatever. If you're winning games, if you're scoring goals, if you're playing attractive football, come on board. And for me, you know, Lennon's been mentioned, Lambert's been mentioned, um, thank God McGee wasn't mentioned. Uh, you know, just the usual kind of suspects. And I go, yeah. 
We were talking well, about that. The, the show. You know, Aberdeen once upon a time was this sort of kind of progressive club. It was the first to introduce dugouts. I think it was one of the first to introduce sports. Right, I did not know it that. It was one of the first to introduce, I think it had the first all-seater stadium in in the UK. Uh, I mean, admittedly, they were all like sort of wooden benches and things like that. But, you know, yeah, we can... We can, yeah, we've got plenty of spare seats now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just I, I, the the talk of whatever the 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 uh, nuts and manager who's the whatever the guy that um, Celtic are playing tonight. Sorry, this is Thursday night. Oh, don't yeah. want. Um, yeah, there's been talk of him, but actually, well, he, he's rebuffed the conversation. And hold on, hold on a minute. The, the Bodo Glimt manager is being touted yeah. for the Aberdeen yeah, job. He's been put in the frame, yeah. He's been put in the frame, but he's getting spoken in the same sort of terms as the Ajax manager and stuff like that. I, so, yeah, I think what happened there was again, if you go on forums, if you go on you know fan pages and Aye. Facebook pages like mine, you'll get people like he. I saw him described on Twitter as, as the hipster's choice, uh. For for Aberdeen fans, <laughs> kind of going, you know, because you know, politics, that's The Chael Nutson. Yes, um, and there's a, a is it a Thomas Dahl, somebody else, or jo- Thomas Dahl, Thomason, the Thomason. Yeah, he was he was mentioned by some Don's fans as who they who they would like. I, I, I'm not. These, <laughs> these kind of why, guys, why stop there? Why not just go for Pep? Well, I mean, you have some people yesterday on, again, various sites talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I heard that as well. Charlie Nicholas was talking about Charlie Nicholas says more than his prayers. Come on now. Fergie's coming up next weekend. He can give Ole a wee call. And uh, we've got this Fergie day, I think, next weekend. And uh, Bring him out of retirement. Bring Fergie out of retirement. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be re- to reveal a Fergie statue. I don't know whether it was outside Petodrie or at Cormac Park, and, and you know, someone's going. It's not going to be a Fergie statue under the covers. It's going to be Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and it's going to be amazing. And it's like going, what planet are you on? I think you're smoking the same stuff that Charlie Nicholas was. Right. Um, so. so- just so I don't up. know. I think, you know, Jim Goodwin seems to me to be, again, if you p- put yourself in Dave Cormack's shoes, um, you've had a wee experiment with your mate and it didn't work out. So, you know, <laughs> we've done it. We've done all right. By I've done that growing up, didn't we? We've done that growing up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, We've we've had a St. Mar- St. Mirren manager in the past, and he did all right. Some guy called Alex Ferguson. Um, so sure. whether that's a, ho- a hope, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I th- again, either way, most Don's fans will give any manager the benefit of the doubt. Whether we you know where they've come from, you know, what was, again, so long as they're playing attractive football, scoring goals, even um, Barry. Games. Hmm? Even Barry Ferguson? Even Barry Ferguson. Oh, from Alloa to, to, to Aberdeen. I mean, you know. Yeah, Grado, stop tying up this move. It's not going to think, happen. I know he's a friend of the it, show, but it's not going to happen. John, I think thought, about it. Right. I, Barry I Ferguson thought, gets that job. Right. I imagine how well Lewis would want to play for his uncle. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, Richard, can Aberdeen finish fourth? I think they can. I mean, yeah. the this this is the frustrating thing of kind of going. You know, you pointed it out earlier on in terms of you know that was it three or four points. You know that that St Johnson game the other day. You know, was a perfect opportunity to you know to start. But it was a game in hand to to propel up up the table. Um, 
you know, it, it, the, the players are there. The, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the latest on Scott Brown's injury, but, you know, clearly he'd be an instrumental part of, of, you know, the rest of the season. Um, we've got, uh, you know, in terms of before the, the split, we're, we're playing quite a few of the, uh, if you like the, you know, the Dundies and the, and the, the, the lower, you know, the sort of teams, teams with lesser form. Um, so I, I think it's definitely possible, but there needs to be a consistency. There needs to be goals coming from the midfield. Ramirez can't be the only guy, you know, banging the, banging the goals uh, up front. Um, and it's, it's all to play for. I think, you know, if you're a, you know, if you're a, you know, a Hibs fan, a Motherwell fan, uh, an Aberdeen fan, a Dundee United fan, you're you're sitting there going anything is possible yeah. europe could be a realistic contention so uh, you know but from an aberdeen fans perspective is going you know we should be up there with hearts we should be you know in terms of performances in terms of you know goals scored and and games and points and what have you so in answer to your question fourth absolutely achievable um i really hope um whoever they do get in you know that is absolutely because that's where we should be. That's what we should be doing. And I think that's what the Aberdeen fans deserve to, to, to see, but fair play to all the other teams in and around us as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a interesting, certainly the uh, outside of the other two at the top. Yeah. Well, you're, you're saying there can they finish uh, fourth? Hearts are on a bit of a slide there now. You know what I mean? And, no, they're not. They're only six points ahead now. They're not six points ahead. They, is they it? lost. They've lost the last two games. They get beat off Dundee. They get beat off Rangers, and they get beat off Celtic three games in a row. They've lost. I know. Hearts are ten points clear. Are they, are they ten? They're ten points clear of four. So that's, I think that's a bit of a mountain to climb. But I mean, as much as I'd love to see a spectacular collapse and add, add Aberdeen, you know, sort of race into bronze position, I don't think it's going to happen. It would uh, Nielsen would have to have a spectacular, um, you know, I think he'd be, uh, you know, from from that position. But you know, fourth. And what was you know already tight. going? Tight. What was tight. already going to be a transitional season? You know, clearly is a transitional season for for even more reasons. I think you'd have some fans, you know, sort of two three months ago saying we'd be lucky to make the top six. So, yeah. um, as I said, fair fucks to the to the chairman for 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 making the call and not prolonging the the agony, realizing that it was that it was a mistake, but. He really needs to make sure that that this decision for for the this choice for this for this his second managerial choice. Otherwise, he starts going down the Stuart Milne route of just oh my god, you've signed who? Oh my god, you've signed who? Oh my god, you've signed who? And you know, as a guy who signed Martin McGee, and we're back to Martin McGee. I really don't like Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard, thank you so much for coming on Football Daft. Uh, check out uh, Beat One Hundred Six Scotland online if you get the chance. And uh, Aberdeen fan page, Aberdeen Football Club, the adventure. What are you going to change the the name of the fan page to? Well, I, I uh, the manager. Well, it, it depends on the manager. It's usually it depends on the manager and usually a, a musical reference. So we it was. Uh, when I started it, it was about trying to get Stuart Mel now, and that wasn't really music related. But then when Der- Derek McInnes, it was uh, Aberdeen Football Club um, uh, um, run by DMC. 
Um, so, so that was always a really cool name. And the the, the Brad was he a Bradford City manager or Bristol City manager That's before? Something. They'd done a the, the, they had the t-shirts with Derek McInnes's face and the Run DMC logo. So that was <laughs> I, just, I just nabbed that. That was great. <laughs> Recycling. It's not recycling. <laughs> Repurposing. Reimagining, I think they yeah, call it. Absolutely. Well, we look to find out what the name the new name of the page when the manager comes in. Richard, thank you so much. Cheers, Richard. Cheers, Richard. If Paul Harper and if Paul Laurie and if Ali Begg and if uh Graham Park aren't available again, then I'm more than happy to come back on and talk about Aberdeen. Magic. So. Football Daft's Big Question So it's the big question After we discussed last week Tony Watt coming back to haunt Motherwell And getting in a fight with Alan Burrows uh, Last week We thought this week we'd ask about that One ex-player that came back to haunt your team now, Chris, you went straight to You went straight Grado went straight to Kenny Miller uh, last week as did as did you, um, but is there anybody else you can think of that's come back to haunt you? I only see and... Kenny Miller because Grado said Kenny Miller. But see, when you take into account the amount of goals he scored against us, I should be seeing him. I know. But see, the one that sticks out in my mind, and it didn't cost us anything in particular. In fact, you know, I think it did actually. I think it cost his qualification for the group stage. Harold brought back. Oh, oh yeah. I remember that. He scored two goals against us for Rosenberg in the Champions mm, League. First, right. f- our first ever that's Champions right. League. First ever Champions League. We beat them at home 1 0. They beat us away 2 0. And because of that, we missed out on qualification. If we'd have got a point against them, we would have went through when we beat UV in the last game of the, the groups. So you did. So I've completely forgot about that one. Um, Grady, you got one? Well, I mean, I'm trying to think. There was. Mm. There's Boyd. Boyd done it. Yeah. Boyd beat us 2 1. I remember that. And I think it was quite a late goal as well. But that was at a time. What, what season would that have been? Um, I'm trying, surely there must be mayor. There must be mayor, ex players. But I guess we're Rangers a lot. It, it, never, it never happens to Rangers. Yeah, because. I don't feel as if it's happened it, a lot. I, cause, I mean, a lot of your ex players will go down to kind of drop, well, drop down to, I guess, England or go abroad. You know, a lot of your better players. So you don't have that kind of hobby. Is where it, where it, as much as it would what happen about, in the SPL. What, what about Chris Boyd? Uh, do you know, I, I say Chris Boyd. Is that who you said? I say Chris uh, Boyd, but do you know who just just, just come out of my head as well? Buck. Burke's done it. Burke's well, right. that's funny. I'll the last, the last game, Coutinho had. That was a game when I was in the director's box. I'm sure he went up the part and scored. Yeah, it's the one of the one of the punters' uh, answers in this one. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. One that broke my heart was at Brockville. Yogi Hughes returned to Brockville for the first time with Celtic, and he's one in header, one in header against. Oh, he was, he was like a fucking steam train when he got going. Wasn't he? There was no stopping him. I know, I know. One nil it brought for it was uh, that this, I was gutted for that. There's been so many Falkirk have got so many players in every division now because we've went through about a hundred players in the last three seasons. There's a Falkirk player in just about every uh, squad in the SPFL now, so we get we get scored against ex players all the time. But that is funny that you say that. But that that probably doesn't happen to old firm teams as much as, as much as what it did. No, it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It must happen to Celtic all the time, mate. Does all it? the fucking time. I like, there's a few on this list, Gredo. Um, right, well, let's, let's delve into it. 
Right, okay, dog. So, uh, Andrew has come in first and he said, not an ex-player, but I could have swung for that pecker job and Jones scoring the winner against us days after signing a pre-contract. See, remember I, we had that argument with you and Cameron. I didn't feel... I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way when when Jordan Jones scored that goal. It was mere. Well, at least he can score. Aye. I may have put the blame on the, the defense that night, but I can see why he's said that. Uh, Scott says Joe Inge Berge. <laughs> Joe Ingeberg. Joe Ingeberg. <laughs> Absolute mins for Celtic on loan. Then he put two passes the following season for Malmo at Parkhead to put us at the Champions League. Aye. Their fans had a great time that night digging up all tweets where I'd slaughtered them. <laughs> uh, Chris Campbell you didn't get this one Ricky Larson scoring for Barca against Celtic never won the game but still felt shit when he scored Man, he didn't celebrate it was one of those ones where he didn't celebrate didn't I, and do you know what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was trying to get me celebrate that was he that weasel <laughs> that fucking weasel Van Bronckhorst <laughs> I was like remember the time when uh I think it was Gary Neville or somebody, or Phil Neville scored the Ibrox from Man Aye. United, and Roy Keane's like, I celebrate you, prick! <laughs> <laughs> Chris? Uh, so Grant says, Pedro Mendes scored one of the best old firm goals at Parkhead, but he also made Rangers aware of Pedro Cashina, didn't he? God, it's funny because, <laughs> that's a good, that is a good point, that is a great point, because I remember being comforted at the time, seeing the likes of Mendes at Parkhead, Remember when when Coutinho was Aye. I think we as the manager and we, we played just that weekend. I think it was one each. But I remember being comfortable going, "Well, we can't be that bad," because Mendes knows him and Mendes is backing him up. And then after a couple of years, going, "Fucking Pedro Mendes!" In fact, I'm sure. Sorry, here I go again. But he was at the Legends game no longer after he get he get the sack. I was surprised to see him there. Pedro was. Aye. Hold on. Albert's legend, aye, there we go, the Chris Burt, 95th minute equaliser for Ibrox, at Ibrox for Comanot to make it 1-1 during a certain Portuguese man's reign. Well, that was his yeah, last yeah. night in the job. Um, John goes, Scott McDonald scores, the, it's not, this is not really an ex-player, but John goes, Scott McDonald scores the goal that lost us the league the following season he signs for Celtic Attack, all was forgiven. Right, so I want to, I want to, I want to get into your mind with this one. Right. Do, do you forgive, do, do you forgive him? The season after, I never held any right. any fucking disdain towards him. The guy was playing football for his team and he scored two goals. You're a good I'm, in the, I'm in the same way with you, Grado, with the Jordan Jones thing. I mean, it was like, uh, see if he had, if he hadn't been bothering his arse and then we turned around and signed him. Well, yeah. why are we signing him? Right. It's somebody that can do it against us. So in that in that way, you think he can do it for us. So you know, you get behind him, and he's just a good professional playing football for his team. Mm. You're right. Uh, Ross says my ex bought me a signed slash framed print of Chris Boyd scoring for Scotland for a Christmas present a couple of years ago she thought it was a good present but three days before Christmas Boyd netted a double for Kelly beating us 2-1 didn't appreciate it one bit when I opened up on Christmas morning that's a shame that's a shame for the missus isn't it great hey, Chris I'll let you have the last one here David Hay says Kenny Miller the only player to score for all three old firm teams <laughs> Gary doesn't find that funny. <laughs> it's the player profile playoff with piesports.com bringing you the taste of Scottish football right to your door. We eat over a million pies a year at the football, so why not get them delivered? 
to your door. You can get Scotch steak and gravy, macaroni, and of course the new one which we're all raving about here at Football Daft, the Donner Kebab Pie. So get By the way, Pie Sports have just sent me the, the, the Donner Kebab Pies, so I have to pick them up tomorrow. Magic. Oh, you know, I don't need to No, and I, can't, I really can't have one now, to be honest with you. Oh, because you're going free, I keep forgetting you're going free. This is our contestant today's Gary Moffat. He's a Motherwell supporter. How you doing, Gary? All good. Thanks very much. I'm doing good. Brilliant. Well, is, 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 is that a legit Scottish replica type you've got on? No, that was a an AliExpress job. Fifteen uh, quid. <laughs> everyone uh, has those. Everyone has those. Uh, bought, it, bought it for the Euros. Yeah, as, as everybody did. As everybody did. Um, Tony Watt. Let's talk Tony Watt. Obviously moved up to Dundee United, uh, getting a square go out in Burrows a couple of <laughs> weeks ago. Um, what did, what have you made of, of Tony Watt, and what have you made of Motherwell's season so far, Gary? Tony Watt, Tony Watt's went from hero to zero quite quickly. Um, he was seeing how much a family club model was and how much he felt at home. And uh, since he's jumped ship, all the fans have, have turned their back big time. But obviously, he was offered a three-year deal and he's doing the best, his best interest, obviously, for financial package. Whether he thinks it's ambitious jumping to a team that's kind of level in the league, I don't know. But uh, I wasn't at Dundee United that night, but I've seen he's kind of after his celebration kind of holding his ears and I know him and Burroughs had a few words but they kind of made up after it so yeah yeah. but aye he's moved on and Mother's moved on so yeah Graham Alexander going well he's got Motherwell doing well this season hasn't he he's playing well he's installed kind of a, a bit of steel in the team um, the only thing for me is he's rotating a fair bit um, right. he seems to chop and change his forwards and his midfield but no we're getting results went through a bad spell there five or six games but I was at the Aberdeen game on Saturday and we really we played well and we'll get them a game at home on Saturday in the league so especially with no manager now we're hoping hope to beat them again on Saturday Aye if, if you um, Do you kind of a guy called John the Bomb Graham? Aye he's the kind of Aye he does the removal company Aye aye Do you know him though? I know John the Bomb I know who he is but I've not actually spoke to him but I know aye. I know of him uh, I, work, I used to work with a guy that I think is one of the biggest Marvel fans in the world and his name's James Worry. Do you know him? Right, the riddle for the putters for you guys next week, right? And get in before Dino does come on. Right, here you are. <laughs> this is your riddle for next week. French City is not a good father. James Worry? No. No, nah, 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 fucking, maybe he needs to get a Listen, listen, just like you two, because you're an old firm supporter, you think all our supporters are those who the old firm carry each other, do you know what I mean? <laughs> John, John, for fuck's sake, there's only 10 of you at Falkirk, obviously, he's know each other. Did you go to school with Gordon Duncan? <laughs> I, I know Gordon Duncan, I'm, I'm, I was friends with one of his pals, so I know, I know who he is. Who's his pal? Who's his pal? His pal is Gary Gout, and... He's, he's got another pal, Derek Watson. And yeah, that's Derek, that's another guy I know. Derek, guy I know. Listen, you're, de- you're dispelling my argument here. <laughs> Gary, right, okay. It's all, all joining together. <laughs> it's all joining together. <laughs> right. Let's crack on with the quiz, right? You right. probably know how it works, uh, Gary. I am going to read out a player. Um, you just got to guess who that player is before one of these two do, right? Um, if you do buzz in and guess the player, but you get it wrong, the player continues with the other player. Um, first two wins. Um, we need a buzzer from you, though, Gary. What's your buzzer going to be? Well, I'll, sh- I'll come on the well. 
I'm on the well. Uh, right, a flip a coin to see who you're playing. Heads, it's Gradle. Tails, it's Toe. And heads, it is Gradle. <laughs> did, we, did, we, did we not agree that I was going to date anyway? Aye. Oh, did we? So we did. Um, <laughs> Gradle, what's your buzzer? What? What? Right, okay. That's uh, just right. Stone Cold. No, I'm not rubbing in the Tony Watt stuff. It's just a Stone Cold catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, there's a couple of managers being sacked this week. Um, we've already spoken to Richard about Stephen Glass. Um, James McPake went. So I am going to focus on managers that have been sacked in Scotland this Whoa. season. Okay? So you've got to guess the manager from the clue. Okay, you ready for your first one, boys? Aye. Right. This former Clyde, Falkirk and St Mirren right back. Grado. Jack Ross. 1-0. Holy shit, mate! Wow! How did you get that? You've got to do is think the most. You know what's going on. I immediately went to Gary Bowen there for some reason. I don't know. Gary Bowen. I know. I know. (laughs) Right. Next one up. Here you go. Come on, Gary. This man played as a midfielder for Alloa, Southampton, Ostersunds, Inverness, Cowie, Ayr, Aberdeen, St Johnston, and Arbroath. While continuing as a player, he was appointed manager of Arbroath in May 2010. He held his position until June 2014 when he returned to Aberdeen as a youth team coach. He became manager of Falkirk in May 2021, but was sacked later that year and rejoined Derek McInnes at Kilmarnock. What? No, that's not my buzzer. Uh... Oh my God. What? Am Am I getting this right here? He was sacked as Falkirk manager this year. Well, that's... Oh, fuck, who's that? I know this because you talk about them every week. Who's a Falkirk manager? Well, I'll guess Gary Hansel Holt. Guy. Gary Holt is wrong. He was the sporting uh, director. You, Gredo, you, you've got to get his name, no? When I'm trying to think who was the Falkirk manager this year. Falkirk were in the shit and... They had a big EGM and they were off shouting. Yeah. Gary he was, he was, he was muckered up with Derek McInnes. We don't need to talk about that. Um, yes, Is it Lee Fingway? Lee Fingway? No. Oh, it's not no, Lee Fingway. Right, it's no. Paul Sheeran, boys. Paul Sheeran. Was no, there. I don't know. Right, okay, next one up. This man's playing care saw spells at Rangers, Exeter, Kilmarnock, Dunfermline and St Mirren. His management career began... Uh, at his final playing club, St Mirren, initially as player manager, who he guided to promotion in 2006. Oh. He's since returned to management. What? Queen of the South and Queen's Park. What? Gus McPherson. Gus McPherson is the correct answer. It is a 2-0 whitewash for Grado, and he's back in the game. I'm sorry, Gary. That was good, by the way. I can't compete with that. <laughs> he did well. He did well. By the way, I'm going to tell you, you would have beat me though. Aye, Aye. Aye. Honestly, nah, I had no idea. Okay, oh, man, I'm pure delighted with myself, man. Yeah, look at his big cheese. Look at his big cheese. But I guess because you're now going free grade, Gary's going to have to get the pies, is he? Um, Gary can have the pies unless somebody's uh, get torn into them at the Go Radio Studios. <laughs> By the time I, I get them, you'll get extra pies, mate. Yes. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Gary, thanks for coming on Football Daft. Really appreciate you listening to thanks the show. Much. And if you appreciate want it. to get pies from Pie Sports, go to piesports.com right now. It's now time for Gradle's free riddles on Football Daft. 
to an edition of Grado's Three Riddles. The scores currently are as follows. Oh, do you want me to do that bit? Right, Ali McDonald on one. Pat the power prick on Oh, one. wait a minute. Who got in first? Remember Bell, we I'll tell that you that in a minute. That's a big review. coming. Declan Ramage on one. Albert Legend on one. John Mitchell on one. Ryan DeBaron two. Ian Meikle on one. Jack on one. Nicola Purden on two. Stephen on 14, John on 17, Chris on 31. He get back remember in again, last, didn't he? Do you remember last week how we hid the riddle within the show to try and outfought oh. Dean, who always lists, skips this bit of the show, gets the riddle and is the first to tweet in? The wee bastards went and done it again. He found the riddle within the show <laughs> and he got the point. So Dino <laughs> is up now to six points on this feature. He no, says, funny, he now, said, let me let me let me ask you, John. Uh-huh. Did you place the riddle before or after the riddle segment? Before the riddle right, segment. So we need to we need to have a we need to move it a bit. Right, okay. Well we'll just put it here and someone get in quick for this. We might have to get Dean on for this feature every week. That's the only fair way I can think of doing it now. So um but I, I don't know, I don't know. I think he's a threat to my throne. Well, Dino says uh, me getting these riddles right is about as predictable as a penalty to Rangers. Oh, so... oh, oh Dean's a Celtic <laughs> supporter, gun yourself. I'm guessing so. I'm guessing so. So um, last week, we, we, Dino got this one right. Uh, we asked a Weasley's male sheep comes after here, which the answer was, of course, Chris. No, no, the no, it wasn't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a, a Weasley's male sheep comes after here. Ah. Ron Weasley, male Ron, Ram, yeah. comes after here, say, R Ron Ramsey, which was just exactly the same as Grado did, but he did it did, in a smarter way. Did, it, um, I can't, did I get it right? You did get it right last week, but you've right. completely forgotten it this week. Man, um, Grado, you've got riddles for us, haven't you? I, do you know what? I've actually got three. I've just put a one right there. I'm just putting it together, right? Um... This is a fluid show, this ladies is and gentlemen. Right, right. This, right, this is brutal, right? So let's just, we'll, we'll go right into it because these are going to be very quickly told. Should get these fairly quite fast. I'm trying to get back on the point. Champ at the bit here. Champ at the bit. Right, so the first one, actually, I've seen a wee bit of this in the news. So it is today with Scottish Fit, but if you don't know the news, you might struggle with it. But if you can connect, connect the dots, then you might be able to get it. But the first riddle is stealing the shortbread. Stealing. Nicky Walker. Fuck, well done, John. Did yes! you read that? Did you read that article, aye? No, what's Nicky Walker is the hero. It's Nicky Walker that played with, he played with Rangers. He was a goalkeeper for Thistle. He was Thistle, thistle goalkeeper. Thistle goalie. Dyed your hair. That was Nicky Clark. I believe Nicky Walker is actually the heir to the Walker's shortbread throne. He is now being promoted. He's now the Vince McMahon of the Walker's shortbread. Is he really? <laughs> well, should I say he's the Shane McMahon? He's now in charge of Walker's. Ah, anyway, I'll tell you what, couldn't, I've, I've got a story about Nicky Walker. I've scored a goal into him. Have you? Aye. <laughs> well, legit, that, legit, by the way. Save this section. Right, so, wallop. Volley, no, it wasn't a volley, it was a penalty kick. It was a penalty competition at a primary school round close to my house, and I scored one penalty. But and I, I genuinely scored it, it wasn't a case of him letting it in. I scored it, and I was like, ah, You're a fucking dancer. 
Do you know what? That's a great question for next week. Have you ever played with a like it's seven asides, five asides on the park? Have you ever played with a professional footballer? That's the big question for I'm next sure week. I'm sure we've done this before because no, I don't this. think we have. I don't think we have done that one before. So we'll get that. We'll get that uh, on the big question next week. Okay, one nil me. Thanks very much, Grado. Next one. Right, next one. Well done, John. Let's go for this one. I've just forty right now. Right. <laughs> take take the high road shopkeeper eating custard. Effie Ambrose. <laughs> Effie Ambrose! <laughs> yeah, beauty. Brilliant. Brilliant. I was thinking, Isabel. Was, that was, that was... I was like, Isabel Ambrose. Isabel Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Isabel Ambrose I, right, okay, here's the Oh, Isabel had the shop before Effie, didn't she? <laughs> Does Isabel have the shop before Effie? I think so, Alright, okay By the way, we, we plug for Take the High Road It is available on the STV player you can Are watch you still watching it, Grado? Uh, by the way, I day now and again, it's brilliant It's, uh, it's good, it's by the way, Davy Stedden What a, he's an animal Davy <laughs> <laughs> an animal Right, last uh, one Right, last one, this one's pathetic Slang for leave more Morelos No We oh. mayor That's amazing I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors ExpressVPN Using the internet Without ExpressVPN, it's like taking a call on the train or the bus on speaker for everybody to hear. Do you really want the whole train to know about? The scuddies you've been watching. Correct. Everybody needs a VPN. Internet internet service providers, they know every single website that you visit. Not only that, the ISPs, they sell the information to the ad companies and the big tech giants. They then use their data and they target you. So why should you use ExpressVPN? Well, it reroutes your network data through a secure encrypted tunnel so that your ISP, it can't see he haw and it can't sell your online activity. It's easy to use. You just fire up the app, click one button, and by the way, it's rated all over the globe. It's number one rated in the Verge and Tech Radar. And by the way, it doesn't just work on your computer. It works in your phone. It works in your laptop. It even works in your router so that everybody who's on your Wi-Fi, they can be protected as well. Get yourself sorted out. It's easy to use. It hides your internet data. It hides your websites that you're visiting. You can go on BBC iPlayer if you're abroad and you can catch that. You can get Netflix in other countries and watch plenty of different other programs and stuff like that. So get yourself protected online. ExpressVPN.com slash daft today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash daft and you can get three extra months free. It's time for the Football Daft moment of the week and last week's results are in and they are as follows. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm, I'm, sorry, not, pl- Chris. I'm not playing anymore. Your choice of Tony Watts scoring against his former club, Motherwell, only got 3%. I think it's maybe the description. I just put up what, because you told me just put up what, so I just put up what, and that only got 3%. And third was my choice of Hamilton, Hamilton, and Hamilton, playing against Hamilton, who also had a Hamilton, and that only got 15%. I thought it was very good, that. Gredo, you got a second place. What was mine again? Our bro's captain, football daft cult hero, Ricky Little, who made Team of the Week, only got 19%. B, 
be shamed, you football daft listeners. Ricky should have won. But of course, fucking here he goes again. Shooty in Stevie Purden, uh, pandered to everyone, and he put down the Colombian prince's return to form, uh, and that got 63%. So, but, Grado, you were second, so you get to choose first this weekend. What is your football daft moment of the week? I am going for... I'm going to take a leaf out Bob's book. Are we? Oh, you no. fuck That was a good moment. Go what on, was man. it? What was it? Fashion Sakala's go at Galabank, under the lights in Galabank. The cross, it was a cross. It wasn't even a I bet it wasn't just that, John. It was everything. It was the cross. Was it a cross? Was it a goal? It was the goal celebration. It was Roy Mackay's reaction on the touchline, passing himself. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I mean, it, was, no, it, was, but it was funny. Roy it was Mac- literally panty Roy Mackay about two minutes after the goal scored, and he'd obviously been pissing himself because tears were coming down his eyes, going like that, and he was rubbing his face, pissing himself at it. So it was just, it was just a whole wholesome moment. Nice, oh, a wholesome moment, right? From now on, right, on club. Stuff is banned, all right? Yeah, I, I'm fully behind that, John. Right, you know okay. Right, okay. right, okay. On cop stuff. Chris, what have you got? Hey, I'm going to go for one that's outside of Scottish football because I came across a story the other day and I'm not going to lie to you, it warmed my heart. It warmed my heart, John and Grado. Right, so this story is the story of Swindon Town's hunt for a six-year-old boy who wrote a letter to the club saying that he and his mum couldn't afford tickets to watch the team play. It sparked a huge reaction on the internet. Um, the wee boy whose name, he only signed his name, is Joe. Oh. Also enclosed 26p for his favourite player, Harry McCurdy. Now, the letter says, Mummy that's doesn't... That, that's that, that must be that player that I'm always getting tagged in, H. McCurdy. <laughs> it, must, but it, it must be. It must be. <laughs> he's, he's always scoring this guy. And every time he scores, they go, oh, Scott, Scott, Hugh McCurdy or whatever. But anyway... Keep going, Max. This is, the, this, is, this is a nice story. The wee boy's letter read, Mummy doesn't have any money to come to Swindon Games because she has no money for food and has to pay for my dinner at school. Oh my God. I, I like Swindon Town, Harry McCurdy. I will come one day from Joe, six and a half. Oh, my God. Do you know what, man? This First of all, one, it makes me feel bad that I try to get myself over during that and mention my name is the same as that guy's in Scotland. That, that makes me feel really, really bad. But no, you should that, that is a, that is a, it's an eye-opener button, it? It really is. I know. I know. Listen, if this, if this doesn't beat fucking Roy Mackay laughing on the touchline, I will be very disappointed on our football. Listen, it's, a, it's a heartless bunch. It's a heartless I'll bunch. I'll be very, that, very disappointed. Right, so that that's a, be- it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Hopefully but it's, it's also... It's a, but it's, it's, it's really like... Sign of the times as well, but I know. Big time, mate. Big time. Yeah, sign high. of the times, man. We're forgetting there's a lot of folk out there that are on their knees. Yeah. And, and you know, we we things like that. You think ourselves lucky that we can get to watch the football and and well, stuff like that. There's wee guys out there that love football just as much as any other wee boy or lassie that loves a football, but they kind of get to go to games and yeah. stuff like that. You're right. Shame, You're right. I know, but it just makes you think, doesn't it? It's just fucking it really, really, it really does. sad. I've only started, I've, maybe it's just because I, this is the kind of shit that I'm. See, a lot of folk would go, ah, you don't get it, but once you're a da, you start thinking about wee things. You like do, that. Aye, but aye, you aye. do, man. Aye, 100%. 100%, Absolutely. 100% Absolutely. man. Hopefully, Swindon, I know they're trying to track him down, so hopefully they can get this wee boy at the football. It'd be amazing if they could. Hope that could be our and next. And if they can't get Harry, they can get Hugh, man. I'll they can get down. Hugh McCurdy. <laughs> is that inappropriate? No, that's fine. Uh, that's funny. 
Right, okay, I'll go next then. I would like to put for my football daft moment of the week, and I didn't talk about this in the podcast uh, last week, but I want to put over half-time draws. You know, everyone buys a ticket for a half-time draw at the football, you know, whether they call it a 50-50 or whatever you call it, a Celtic Park or Rangers, the, the Rangers raffle or whatever it is, right? My mate won the one where nobody wins it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mate, and it's the first person I've ever known to win a half-time draw. He won it in Stanley Muir a couple of weeks ago. We went down there, had oh, a yeah. couple of pints. The boy came, sold the tickets. The bastard and thing is, I was a ticket before him, so I'd missed oh, out on no. the, the jackpot. Oh, uh, mate, see half-time draws. I don't know if I've told you this story before, but. We used to go to East Stirling all the time when my mate yeah. played for them, right? So me and my mate and my mate Star went through East Stirling and his wee brother as well, right? So <laughs> we've all bought tickets for the draw. <laughs> right? I'm sorry, this is brilliant, right? We've all, we've all bought tickets for the draw, right? Right. <laughs> and his dad's bought his ticket and then my mate's bought his ticket. I bought one, his wee brother's bought one, right? So my mate was away at half time for to, for to go for a push or something, right? And obviously his dad's looked at his ticket and he's seen his own number, right? And when my mate comes back, <laughs> when my mate comes back, his dad goes, oh, fuck, I was only one off, right? And my mate goes, what do you mean? He's like, I have got 767, it was 768. And he knew that that would be my mate's number, right? <laughs> so my mate's went into his pocket, he's went, I've got 768. <laughs> Fucking ran, ran onto the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, ran on to the pitch to the guy that's in the middle of the pitch with a microphone. Fucking, I've got, uh, I've got seven six eight. I've got seven six eight. The guy's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it is so so funny, man. So so funny. It's funny. That is funny. That is funny. So there you go. You should have put that as your football daft of the week. To a brilliant story. Uh, I'm putting half time draws as my moment of the week because my mate won it at Steady so uh, 270 quid no bad no bad um, and I got a pint out of it at least um, <laughs> this week's listener nomination however might win it it comes from Ryan now a lot of people have, have messaged us this uh, River City this week uh, I've screened a lot of people have <laughs> no, coming here. a shot of Stephen Purden on the River City in his garage with a Celtic mug drinking out of it Right. By the way, fair play to Stevie because that's just a bam up. Aye. There's no other reason for that. That's just a bam up. See, I remember years ago, but watching River City and he was on it and he had a Henry Larson post. Aye, he was like, they were like, oh, so like your hero. And he went, ah, oh, definitely Henry Larson, the King of Kings. <laughs> as as I've as I've always said, Stephen Purden should at least get a Scottish BAFTA, if not an Oscar, for the fact. As staunch as we all know Stephen is, he portrays a Celtic supporter. I'll tell you this now, see if Martin Scorsese knew Stevie and he seen that bit of acting, he'd be in the next next Mafia movie. (laughs) (laughs) So that is your options for this week. We've got Grado's. Fashion's passion is unrivaled. (laughs) We've got Chris's. Hey, Joe. Where did you go? 
We've got mine, half-time draws, and we've got Steve, we've got the listener nomination from Ryan, Stephen drinking out a Celtic mug. Uh, that is your nominations for the Football Daft Moment of the Week. Get voting on our Twitter now, at Football Daft Pod, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll have someone other than Stephen Purden win next week. No, well, he's not here, but if Stephen Purden, uh, you know what I mean. He could actually win it. Remember, you can get more content now from Football Daft on our Patreon channel, just in case you don't know what Patreon is. Subscription service, you can pick what tier. We've got various amount of tiers up there. You pay a monthly fee for us and you'll get access to different types of content from us you'll get the video version of this podcast on the lower tier you will get the video version of rangers and celtic daft on the lower tier if you go to our next tier you'll become a pundit on rangers and celtic daft if you want we've got the outtakes up there as well you'll get cameos from the boys you get free t-shirts if you sign up for three months i need to get the t-shirts sorted out i keep saying that uh, say, john i know loads and loads of stuff up there for you to get involved with so all you need to do is sign up to patreon.com forward slash football daft patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com football daft all one word get involved now you'll see all our teammates from our previous guests we're going to get our guests back on soon as well uh, and this guest was an absolute belter it's former hearts falkirk and kilmarnock manager it's jim jeffries worst dressed stevie Fulton. Moniest. Oh, moniest player. Oh, had a few. Peter Heatherson. Who do you want to back you up in a fight? Oh, without a doubt, John Hughes. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's won that a few, a few times, few times. Aye, yep. Yeah. Best looking? Probably Simon Steenrod when I, when I was at Falkirk. That's the not. Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher's pet? Was MDL sitting there thinking he's going to say Gary Locke? Aye, aye, teacher's pet. He gets called that all the time. <laughs> Most skillful. Well, I've been lucky to get a, a few skill wise and determination. Somebody I spoke about recently. Uh, Kevin McAllister at Falkirk was uh-huh. hugely skillful, but so was Simon Stainrod. He was just an unbelievable talent. Um, but I was lucky, as I said, with quite a few talented players in my time with, with management, you know. Worst trainer? Probably Brian Rice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the quickest? Didn't he get the fittest? But Brian Rice, he could, he could play because his left foot was a ward, but I think he was the, the best trainer. Uh, who never gets the round in? Uh, Billy Brown, my assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest Bam Up merchant. Well, I think it's Stevie Fulton again. Stevie Fulton. Stevie Fulton, aye. Aye. Put a doubt. Top Shagger. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was single, I'll better say when he was single. Probably, <laughs> probably got to look again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Best you've played with? I've always said it's a difficult question because everybody's in different areas, like, like striker and midfield player. 
But if you take the whole the whole thing, the whole um, as far as being a good professional, uh, always supportive, always you know great to work with, then hands down it's David Weir. Oh, that's a brilliant answer. That's a brilliant answer. Because I think David, David, I found David when he came through a letter uh, he sent me, and I, I just pursued it, and we took it to invite him to train at Falkirk. And I said to him, I wouldn't make a decision until he started playing some games for us. But he wanted to come down to training. And I can tell you, the first time we got the balls out, never mind the games, as soon as we got the balls out for a warm-up, uh, I said to Billy Brown, says, we need to sign him right away. So the rest is history, you know. So that's it for this week's Football Daft. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, the Rangers team are recording this on a Thursday evening. The Rangers team has just come out and Grado's not very happy that Aaron Ramsey isn't playing. No, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm not that happy, but it's like, throw him in. Go for it. Take Play the risk. I mean, we've, we've gone for about a fucking another, what, month? Two months? Do you think, do you think he'll start at Tannadice then if he's not starting the night? I don't think it looks likely that he'll start at Tannadice if he's not starting the night. What do you think? Mm. I think it likes likely that he'll ever start a fucking game for these to be honest with you uh, talking of the weekend fixtures so Dundee United Rangers we talked about Rangers Daft I need, I need to say something before we go out what remember that guy dug me for saying about Greg Taylor oh that was funny man yes right. yeah. I, I actually thought that it was against St Johnson <laughs> I had no recollection of it being fucking uh, Greg Taylor but never seen him again anyway just in case you wonder what we're talking about, uh, Toe was uh, thought, what were we talking about? <laughs> I, okay, I can't even fucking no, remember. No, it was Joey Barton, put him in Rosie. Yeah, Greg Taylor. Well, that was it. That was Aye. it. So uh, I, made a, I made an set and I'm holding my hands up, all right? Right, there we go. There, he's held his hands up for you now. So Dundee United versus Rangers at the weekend, Greg, what are you thinking? Well, obviously, the nerves are starting to kind of kick in now because it's getting to that point of the season where if we don't get three points, if any team doesn't get three points, then it could be absolutely crucial in the run into the season. So hopefully we can do it. We've got a point to prove, uh, losing the game earlier on in the season. But hopefully we've, we come out the Borussia Dortmund game injury-free and we can go up there and get three points. Chris, you're playing the other uh, half of Tayside there, Dundee at home. It should be, should be cut and dried, although Mark McGee, you know... <laughs> Is the tactical genius that is. <laughs> I, I know I'm making a rod from my back here because if Dundee got a point, then but uh, no, I think it should be a comfortable one. Uh, we, we, we hammered them six nothing at home. I think actually uh, Dundee we uh, we might get a Dundee supporter on next week. Uh, I know Jim Gale uh, he's a big Dundee supporter. Uh, his dad used to be chairman at the club. It'd be interesting to get his views on Mark McGee and, and talk about that next week. Other fixtures this weekend: Hibs Ross County. That could go either way, couldn't it? Uh, I I think Ross County are, are doing pretty well just now, <laughs> and is them being the game the Easter Road eh? Yeah, it's that Easter Road, yeah. That that could that could factor in it. Um but it wouldn't surprise me to see Hibs dropping points. Yeah. Uh Livingston St. Mirren Grado, what are you thinking? By the way, you see that remember we were talking about, about Sakala and Kent no Kent Sakala and Roof. Well Sakala and Roof aren't they on aren't they in the squad at all. And what's the yeah. rumour? Well, we were on Rangers Daft and we we're talking about how they're no vaccinated. They're not getting to Germany. Ooh. And Sakala and Ruth are on the only team. 
There you Kent go. is, Kent is, but he must be vaccinated, so that must be true. There you go then. Um, That's a bit dodgy, man. I mean, I, this is a totally, completely different debate, but... It's going to cause a lot of issues next year with teams if that's the kind of case. It's going to need to be written in contracts and stuff like that. They need to be vaccinated because what's the point of signing somebody if they can't play? And I'm, I've, but hope, I don't know, you want to get into it. What do you think about it, Tom? I don't give a fuck. That's fascinating, Grado, but what do you think about Livingston St Mirren? <laughs> <laughs> I think Livingston will win it comfortably. Brilliant. Uh, well, Aberdeen, Chris. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 to the well. Two onto the well. Uh, Aberdeen still managers Barry Robson. Maybe I'll still probably be in the seat. I'm reckoning. Barry Robson and Scott Brown on the on the sidelines. Yeah, could be doing with two players like that in the middle of the park. And finally, St Johnston Hearts uh, in the Premiership on Saturday. Hearts victory. Hearts win. Grado, what do you think? Yes, I would say that. Hearts, hearts win as well. Right, well, that's great, Grado. There's footballs that want, so we've lost Grado at all. He, unless you want to tell us more about Fashion Sakala not being jabbed. No, I'm just saying... That's the rumour. Really, but that, that, this is a rumour. But this just is a, this just opens up a big, big conversation. You know, I don't want to get in the old fucking faxing and jabbing and all this and your opinions on it and stuff like that, but it's causing issues. When you can't, you sign a player, they can't go to the games because they're no jab. There's going to be, there's going to be some kind of conversation. Yeah, they're going to need to dock their wages. There you go. But, yeah. then, but then it's COVID related, and Rangers could get dragged over coals for that. So you're fucked if you do, and you're fucked if you don't. And I think that's a good place to leave this week's show. We'll talk and that's also about... the name of this week's show. You're fucked you're, if you do and you're fucked, fucked if you don't. You don't. That's it, that's it. <laughs> this week's show. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening to Football Daft. We'll be back with Rangers and Celtic Daft next week and obviously the main podcast on a Friday. Get us on Twitter, Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram and just plain old Football Daft on Facebook. We shall see you on the next one. <laughs>